Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. Welcome to another episode of Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome along. I sound like a drag queen this Why? week. Why? Are you sick? Can't you hear my voice? I sound, I'm sick. I, and I think you might have given it to me. I think this well, is your this is your bug. There's a good chance that that happened. But I warned you, Mole. I you said did. to you, sleep on the couch if you want, and you were very happy to sleep. No, in excuse my bed me. With Let me. me explain. This is the ultimatum that Stacey <laughs> gave me. It was Melbourne. It was fucking freezing. It was like eight degrees, like lower. It'd be a four degrees overnight, right? Stace goes, I'm really sick. You can sleep in my warm, heated bed and room, and I'll snuggle you, or you can sleep on the couch. It looks kind of uncomfortable and it's freezing and tiled. So I, I was didn't say that. You thought <laughs> so all those things I in your like, head. I was like, all right, I'll bite, I'll bite the bullet and and roll the dice and anyway. Yeah, and get a big fat spoon from me. <laughs> um, oh. But welcome to our show. We are the Thinker Girls Talking Thoughts. You're thinking but not saying with a truckload of amazing chickadees, uh, including the one that we have had on the show a few times before and we will have her on very soon. She's a sexologist, Nikki D. G, 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 Nikki G. Nikki G, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you've been good, mate. You've come back from a trip, so that's pretty amazing. Come back from a trip was freaking amazing. Couple of weeks overseas, so, but it was just, we hit the ground running, didn't we ever? Like, there was no such thing as, come back, ease yourself into work, like, and in true style of you and I, hashtag our lives. Mm. I, to be, I've, I'm going to be completely and utterly honest here. I would not have it any other way. <laughs> I actually, I you know, some people come back and they complain and they're like, oh, straight back into what I used to do. And Yeah, but and, you had work, work FOMO. It was kind of full on. Would, I was kept saying to you, you don't need to message me back or I'm just sending you this, but don't look at it now. But, but there was hard, exciting yeah. shit happening when I was overseas <laughs> and the time difference was retarded and yeah. there was things that I felt like I, ha- I did have FOMO. I felt yeah. as though I was missing out and I wanted to be there, which is, Basically, the opposite of when people go on holidays. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It is. It's a good. It's a good predicament yeah. to be in. And as soon as we can tell you about all those exciting things, we will. Um, but we have uh, said in the last few weeks that our re- our real life series, um, the new web series that we're launching, would be online. It isn't yet. <laughs> so uh, give us a couple more weeks. But we can't wait to share those videos with you. It's a little bit different to some of the sketch stuff we've done. Uh, we will be touching on real life stuff. So uh, it is interesting, and it's been challenging challenging for us because a few of the things that we chose to do, we even looked at ourselves during filming and went, fuck, we'll have to see. Well, we'll have to see how this actually comes up because we weren't sure we could use some of it. Well, anybody who listens to this show or knows anything about us or or follow us on on Facey or whatever, we're pretty much open books. We're we're quite happy to share and overshare. But even for you and I, Stace, some of this stuff in in this real life series was a real... Well, our legs were spread literally in both videos that we both shot. Yeah. you can have a bit of a think about that and see what you can come up with. Oh. <laughs> but that will be up in a couple of weeks. Let's call uh, Let's call our friend, Dr. Nikki G. She's got some pretty big news. She is releasing 
a book, young mate. Oh my God, I'm so excited for yeah. her about this. She's written a book. It's called Single But Dating. It is out September 1st. Now, she has been on our show before. She is a, a doctor, a sexologist, um, and she is just the, the ideal modern chick, to be honest. She does a heap of media stuff. Uh, you might have seen her on the morning show. She puts her face on that on that show a fair bit. And, um, and she has all kinds of different expertise when it comes to relationships and sex. And is just an absolute advocate for chicks feeling like they can feel themselves and feel other people and climax and orgasm and do all that stuff that, I don't know, guys have always felt they've had the right to do and chicks have always been shy about it. She's so open to it. So can't wait to, for an answer yeah, to the bloody phone. She's our kind of chick. Hello? Hello? Hey, Nikki G. Yeah. One of my two favourite thinker girls. <laughs> well, we hope we're your two favourite. Who are the Who? other thinker girls we don't know Who? about? We've got trademark <laughs> issues. No well, other girls, girls think. Nikki G. Do you know, do people call you Nikki G or Nikki Goldstein? Like, as in, which one is your friends? Like, what is? did Nikki G come from a work thing or from a friendship thing? I just have a lot of different nicknames. I think yeah. Nikki, Nikki G just started as one thing and then we put a doctor on the front and some people still call me Goldie. And you can, Goldie? I yeah. love Goldie. What's Goldie? Why Which is from her surname. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I've never been with somebody who's had a nickname. Like, you know, when you try to start yourself a nickname and it just, oh, da- you can't do it. You have I mean, a nickname? You can't choose it. You can't choose your nickname. Someone else needs to choose your you nickname. You have a show nickname. Your nickname is Young Mate. <laughs> yeah, that oh, you mate. call me. Nobody else can call me Young Mate. I tell them to Every, fuck off. All of our listeners do. <laughs> Everybody does. Everyone's like, ha ha, look at Young Mate. It's hilarious. <laughs> you started something. It's so, I'm a really good nickname you are. starter. Oh. So Goldie will stick for the podcast because I approve of that. Uh, okay, Nikki, we, um, we're thrilled to have you as always. Always, um, our listeners will be glad that you're back. That's for sure, because we get juicy with you, girl. Um, and we are, we've we've reeled off all the info about your book. But we, are, Chrissy, was saying something before about um, about how we've kind of followed you on the journey to this single but dating little gem ball of a book that you've written. Do you feel the same way? Like that we've kind of spoken to you in different parts of your career over the past couple of years. I feel like you know all the behind the scenes and I think some people will read the book because there's personal stories in there, but you girls will know some of the stuff that didn't make the edit. Yeah, so at right. at the same time, it's the professional journey that I also think we've been able to cover, you know, some personal stories as well, which makes it fun because I think you guys will get the whole story and you will see where it's, <laughs> where it's come from. Um, and maybe one day, who knows, I'll make the X-rated version and oh, all we, the behind the scenes. <laughs> we would yes, love yes, that, Nikki. Yes. It's been it's been a bit of a journey, isn't it? Funny because I I felt this. Oh, little, she said that. She said I the said, J and word. I'm gonna say it again. It's I just felt this pang it's in like my heart. Big brother. Of, yes, of just of just happiness hearing that the books actually got a release date because I remember. I remember when I was like a year and a half ago when I was in Aubrey and you're like, oh, uh, you know, with this book, I just can't bring myself to write That's it. And I'm right. doing bits and you pieces. And you, there were, you know, obviously it's a big process and you've been through a lot of stages with it. So it's so nice to kind of be like, oh, yeah, we've got you back for, for the actual release date. We've yeah. got it. But, yeah, they, you talk about it for a long time. And then I got a book deal two days before I went to America and kind of nine or ten weeks to write it. So, you prepare yourself for it and then it's crunch time and I went on a man band writing the book and I went into hibernation, which is an <laughs> yeah. 
interesting social Well, I didn't, I, didn't need a, I didn't need a book to do that. I've just been on a bit of a man <laughs> Self-imposed. <laughs> um, okay, so if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, welcome. Hey, girls, to the girls that have been with us for a while. We are um, chicks that are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying. Each bring a gem to the table, uh, something that's on our mind, and we will reel it off. Philip the Duck will rein us in at about 10 minutes each just to let us know to shut the fuck up and move on. But let's do a bit of a content so you know how this runs, Nikki. What's on your What's on your mind? Give us a bit of a headline. So I'm going to talk today about accidental ghosting, which is kind of something that came across as a byproduct of the rise of the modern woman. So are we intimidating to men? Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Because the moment you said ghosting, have you heard of ghosties? That's I thought that's no. what you're talking about. Ghosties is when you do a poo and you don't see anything in the bowl. Like it just slips up somehow and you're like, what the fuck? Where did that go? Like that. So that is no, a ghosty. I'm not talking about Okay. You're fucked, mate. That's We've up. all done it. We've all done it. So yeah, but let's... we haven't. I mean, we've all pooed but, and, and it does go up there, but I didn't know it had a name. It's legit got a name. So next time you'll think of me, it I'm is called. scream it out. Baby, it is called a ghosty. So Ghosty. <laughs> All right, ghosty. What's your what's on your mind, mate? Oh, today, Apart from number two. Oh, I want to talk about ghosties. No, I want to talk about I want to talk <laughs> about traveling, especially traveling overseas, going on a trip and adventuring the world and doing it doing it while you're in a relationship, but you do the trip on your own. Fascinating. I've got so many questions that I think the second you came back, we have been so fucking busy with work that I don't like we had a bit of a chat about the trip, but I got a lot of questions on yeah, this. I'm yeah. really intrigued by it. Um, okay, I want to talk about, speaking of all the projects that happened as soon as you got back from Europe, uh, there's a few different things that we've been experimenting TV-wise. And as soon as we started to see that there was some potential or some, some, I guess, snippets of interest, I had a bit of a thought of something I needed to do about my appearance. Wow. And I wanted to share it and, and kind of and dissect it a little Can bit. Can we please go there first? Sure. Because this is this is fairly intense. Um, so I, so we, as, as I said, we've had all these different kinds of meetings and, and some exciting things in the pipeline and it just made me think, wow, shit's getting real. Shit is getting real. I mean, moveovernews.com.au. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but we love we our are, relationship with you guys. So yeah, we do. We yeah. do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like TV's a pretty big step. And so once we started the conversations and, and we started to see that there's a real potential for stuff uh, in the future, let's just say that much, I had a thought and the thought was obviously yay for us. We're fucking running the world, girls. Um, <laughs> that was the first thought. But then the second thought was, oh, maybe I need to really get back into the gym from a cardio perspective because I'm pretty fit. As, I, as everybody knows, I do a lot of yoga uh, to the point where as soon as I moved back to Melbourne, I was doing it almost every day. But I, but there's no cardio in my workout. There's no kind of refining of my weight or, or that kind of, um, I guess, the stuff that makes you slender, more mm-hmm. slender than mm-hmm. anything. And I have my big um, issue, and the, and everybody has one, I assume. I mean, good luck to you if you don't. And I'm working every day to try and fuck this off. But 
for a very, very long time, I've always had a bit of an issue with the roundness of my face. It's so, it's, it's ridiculous, but it, and it's something that I don't even really think I can change. Doesn't matter how much I go to the gym or doesn't matter how much I do anything, even plastic surgery. My, my face shape is kind of a heart round shape. You can't fucking change it. It's just your head. (laughs) But it's so, it's, it's so funny. Like sometimes even when you take, when we take a photo, like you'll do the zoom in on your face and I'm like, Mm. I'm, nobody's even noticing that. No, but it's like everything. Someone's got their thighs, someone's got their, you know, their boobs, someone's got their thing. So mine is my face, which happens to be, you know, a fairly prominent fucking feature with our work (laughs) is my mug. So, um, so when we were talking about telly, I thought to the back, in the back of my mind, or maybe I need to start running again, which I'm not really a fan of it. Like I jog and, and I have had some really good years and, and where I've got right into it, but I don't know. It's not my favoriteest thing to do. And that was driven by the idea of being on TV. And wow. I found that so confronting. And my girlfriend who I live with, uh, Beth, Bessie Beth, she just ran half a marathon and she lost a stack load of weight a few years ago. And she's just this amazing, good little, she's just a good poster for doing all of that fairly healthily. So mm. she's a good person to bounce off ideas. And she's also, as much as I went, that's really bad. I was like, you know, you shouldn't think that way. She was also like, it isn't the worst thing in the world that you want to feel good about yourself. So mm. it's a yeah. bit of a it's a bit of a balance mm. um, because you kind of don't want to be driven by superficial things, but at the same time, we all need drivers of things externally sometimes to help us push ourselves to be the best we can be. I don't know, but well, I think it sits I don't, I don't think pretty. There's anything wrong with that? I think. Especially if you are working in TV and speaking from somebody who has sometimes watched back clips and gone, oh, my God, I, mm. I just can't look at myself. It's mm. okay to want to be the best version of yourself. And mm. I've even spoken about that with dating. We should want to be the best version of ourselves, but you need to balance it with a positive headspace. Do it out mm. of love. Do it because yeah. you want to be able to get onto camera and not in your head be thinking about, oh, my God, what's my face going to look like? Instead, you're thinking, I've got this great content that I want to start talking to people and I know I don't have to worry about something really little that I would have fixated on. The so, only issue that I find, and I will be really super honest here, is I used to have, I don't know, my face was probably a little bit more refined about four years ago when I was doing community TV and I was really unhappy and probably at a, not an unhealthy weight because my BMI has always been pretty good. I'm not a short person, but... At the same time, I look back at those those that vision. How, how was, long ago? Was how much, long ago was that though? You've seen the vision, right? You've seen the the footage. So it would have been, I reckon, two thousand and eleven. So four years ago, and I I know I'm really thin, really thin. Because I look, I'm thin as it is. Like I'm not saying I have an issue with you know with You're my body very, and stuff. You are very slender, yeah, naturally. Um, but I mean, I, I look back at those, and as much as I kind of look at my face and go, oh, I liked it. I was super unhappy, mm. you know, and, and you start to go, what, what does it cost? Like, I'm so happy right mm. now. But does that mean you have to have happy face versus unhappy face? Do you know what on. I mean? Like, are, you, are you sure that that's a weight <clears throat> thing? Is that potentially like sometimes you look back at photos of yourself and, and you look a certain way and sometimes that can just come with, with age. Like you change, like as years go on yeah, from a four bit, to five but I know, years ago. I know that I was a, a lot more anxious all the time back then. Yeah. So I would have been, my metabolism would have been running, things would have been running straight through me, which is not a good thing. And the other thing is I did exercise, I did jog and and run a lot more because I was bored and a bit trying to distract myself Mm. from an unhappy relationship. Mm. Whereas now 
I don't know. I'm just a bit nicer to myself. I do things that I that make me feel good as opposed to make me d- distract. It's a different. Mm. I'm in a different place. Um, That's why I think you need to do it out of love for yourself. That yeah. you know, if you want to get healthy, if you want to trim down, or if you want to change your body for a healthy purpose, you know, we're not talking about drastically changing your body to something it naturally isn't. Then I think you've got to do it because you love yourself, you believe in yourself, and you want to be the best version of yourself. But as women, we need to also balance this idea that we think too negatively about our own bodies. And if we look in the mirror, we go straight to the one thing we don't like. So I kind of, and my issue is my face. I love my body. Mm. I'm, I'm really confident. I've got a bang and bod. Like, mm, I'm do. lucky. That's what I you have to look you know. at when you look in the mirror. You've got I do, you know I do, what? but it's my look fucking face. Look at this face. amazing body. I know, but, but I do. First. Yeah, and I do, which is why I never really am driven by doing things. The only issue I think I have with this thought process was that I don't know if healthily I can change the fucking shape of my face. That's the catch. Like, no matter how much exercise I do, which, again, like I said, I do a bit of exercise as it is. I'm you not exactly. Very, but you are very fit. Like, exactly. Look so, at, you're very so, fit. You've got, a, you've got a good diet. Like, obviously, you know, you, you're practicing yoga a fair bit. It's not as if you're eating really, one of those people that eats really badly, does no exercise, but oh, still I love a happy like, meal on it. Yeah, on but, like, you know, those people, you know, those annoying people that eat shit, don't exercise, and they're still thin. Like yeah. you've got it, you've got a healthy lifestyle, and you're in a healthy place mentally, and and in that really good headspace. But I don't. I, but I physically don't know whether that will affect your face. Like if that's you, my point. But if this you is lost my weight, whole point. Yeah. That's it. My whole point is I could maybe slender up a tiny bit, like in terms of everybody could lose a bit of, like get a bit of muscle. Do you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. But really. The bottom line is, I don't even know if I was to run and and really try that my face would really change. But everybody's different. Like one of my mates, if she loses weight or puts on weight, it goes to her boobs. So it's true. It's she's, true. I suppose she's one of the lucky ones that if she puts on a, a couple kgs, she sees it in her chest. My but, arms go a bit skinny where, but, and then they look yeah, like sticks and but, it's a bit foul. But everybody has this different spot. Mine is like at the at the back, like just above my butt cheek, like almost like um, my love handle, that area. Like if I lose weight or put on weight, that's kind of where it goes yeah. first. So I think... I don't know. Maybe and the maybe that thing, is your spot, though, your face or whatever. It is. And the other thing is that I, I also freak out about, I know Philip's gone off, we've got to move, but um, is that I feel guilty for saying that because sometimes when you're not exactly, I'm not overweight, I feel like I don't have a right to say that I'm not that I'm not 100% happy with everything. And I know that sounds like I feel like, oh, first world problems saying this mm. when I know that there are girls that probably have to work a lot harder, you know, and, and I feel shit about that. But at the same time, and I'm nervous even saying it, but but I feel that everybody has the right, I guess, to air and, and talk about things that they're insecure about. I, I don't think anybody's insecurities are more than another's. Like, yeah. it, like your own insecurities in your mind and in yourself have no more weight than somebody else. You know what I mean? So, mm. I don't know. I, I don't think you should feel bad about it for, for being... But don't you think the key here is that we all have an insecurity? 
Yeah, you, true. You can never look yeah. at somebody because yeah. someone might look at you and go, oh, well, what do you have to complain about? Or people yeah, often yeah. look at people that are, you know, models and things like that. I know heaps of models that are really insecure about their bodies and they too have things that they don't like and they want to change. So yeah. I think it's good to have these discussions and air it all out there and go, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you look like, what your body shape is, what the shape of your face is. We're all going to have something that we want to change about ourselves. And I think it's about time we're a little bit more honest sometimes about that rather than trying to project this false image of, you know, I'm perfect and my life is perfect, which is what we see a lot in people in high profiles or in the media kind of saying to the rest of, you know, women, oh, look at this life, it looks so perfect. But in actual fact, behind the Instagram photos and behind the Facebook feeds, there's a lot of other things going on that aren't being spoken about. Yeah. But then, being, then Nikki, Nikki, I reckon it can go the the complete opposite end of the scale, though. Like when you are a, when you are relatively confident within yourself, you know. If and Stace, you're you're a very strong feminist, and you're very you know you back yourself in your beliefs, and and I absolutely adore that about you. So then, I think sometimes it can go too far with with you know particular movements. You know, the love you love your body, love yourself, embrace your curves, all of that. To the point where sometimes you, you then on that side you feel bad to speak out and say, well, I actually do have a few things that I'm not completely happy about within yeah, myself. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because you can be a proud feminist without being thinking that you're fucking perfect. But I think the balance is between self-esteem and self-acceptance. So I believe that you can have a high level of self-esteem. You believe in yourself, you're confident, but no one actually has self-acceptance when we look at it ourselves because when people say just love your body, yes, we can love our bodies, but do we really accept them exactly how they are or do we all have something that we do want to change in order to be the better version of ourselves? But the balance is we should want to do that out of love for ourselves because we love ourselves, because we want to give ourselves the best chance. We should challenge why we want to change something, but then we should do it not because it's the one thing that is stopping us from moving on. That's what I think is dangerous when you get these if women. It's, if it's especially yeah. say, yeah, if yeah. I don't lose five kilos, and I hear it all the time, I call it dating for di- uh, dieting for dating. I've got to lose five kilos and then I put myself on, on the dating market. Things like that are really dangerous because yeah, it makes that's me feel not nervous. doing it out yeah. of love. That's mm. doing it out of a real insecurity for yourself. Yeah. You should be more like, you know what, I feel like I'm a better person when I'm exercising and when I'm fit because I'm happier, I've got more energy, I'm a better person to be out there on that dating world, which can sometimes be a little daunting and intimidating. So I'm going to go to the gym for that day, not mm. I will go out dating when I've dropped five kilos. Yeah, mm. it's true. This is true. Mm. This is very true. Good advice and more advice like that hey, in Nikki G's new book. <laughs> yeah, Single But Dating, available <laughs> September 1st. <laughs> oh. um, Nikki G, take it over, girl. I mean, Goldie, go for it. <laughs> Goldie. <laughs> I wish you had Dr. Goldie. Um, <laughs> Doctor, I love it. It's, very, it's so 80s. <laughs> Dr. With Goldie. A, with a cool vintage <laughs> twist. Like, you know. Dr. Goldie, talk to us about ghosting, not ghosties, so, please. Ghosting, <laughs> not ghosties. So ghosting <laughs> is when you just kind of disappear from the dating scenario. So maybe you've been on a date, you've been talking, and instead of having that conversation and saying, well, you know, it's not working, I don't see this as anything more, you just kind of stop replying and just disappear. So the conversation came up the other day um, with actually another journalist about ghosting, and we were talking about it in the context of, men that are doing it to women. And I said, well, I actually believe that men are accidental 
ghosting, I was going to say accidental ghosters, ghosties, ghosting, because they are intimidated of women. So the scenario is, you know, a guy and a girl go out, often girls on first dates or second dates are a little bit more withdrawn because they don't want to feel like they're being too keen or too eager. Guys sometimes have been a bit jaded by women. They're a bit intimidated. So they're not really sure if she likes him or not. They leave their date and she she goes away and thinks, well, no, no, I don't contact him. You know, Mm. it's my position as a woman and these are the rules and, and a guy has to contact me. He goes away and goes, I don't know if she's really into me and she hasn't contacted me, so I'm not going to contact her. And the reality of it is both people actually like each other, but there's this nearly this intimidation of each other that no one's making that first move. It's like that failure to launch. I I find it too, guys can maybe get your number and they'll be chatting to you, but they just fail to say, hey, I want to take you on a date. Mm. But you have to challenge whether it's because they're not really into you because they still might be texting you and calling you or if they're actually a bit intimidated of the rise of this strong modern woman and they're just testing the waters without really... And I don't, and I, I don't even think that even some of them intimidated, yes, but I think also lack of knowledge is also the other. You know, intimidated, um, yes, but then I think also some are trying to figure out what you want. So mm. th- because in, the, in, in media or in everything that's projected to us, mm. to be a strong, independent woman means that you want to make the first, you want to be able to make the first move. You want to be able to propose if you want. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not the we way like for everyone. Well, it's yeah. not, it is for some people, but it isn't the way for everyone. I know I feel like I fall under that category big time. And I've been really open on this show about how that part of my life, the romantic side is the one part of my life that I don't necessarily want to be projecting that all the time because mm. romantically you want a partnership. It's nice to be just to vulnerable take a break. and a yeah. bit softer. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. lead the charge. But I think as modern women these days, it comes down to a balancing act again. So, yes, we often want to be pursued and we often want to relax in that area of our life and have a man be a man. But we need to consider these days that it's a different dating dynamic. So even though, you know, you might not want to be really pursuing a guy and asking him on a date, sometimes I think we really need to think about our actions and what it's saying to a guy. Maybe we need to give him a few more hints that we are keen and we are open for you to pursue us because no one likes to be rejected. And I feel, especially living in Sydney, there's a lot of guys here that have been really badly rejected. Mm. And because of that, they're not really pursuing women and going, say, the full length that we really want them to go. So this is where I think it's kind of like we've got to be a little bit tricky and go, let them know, yes, we are interested. It's like giving them an invitation to pursue us. How do you, you know, do that, please, doctor? Yeah, how, how would you do that without seeming like a freak, you know, like and, and worrying about, oh, my God, I can't do this, I can't do that, well, I can't, not even, can't not break even a freak. Rules. Not a freak, but for me it's more about I don't want to play that because I want you, you do want the first the first move to come from them. But mm. I get what you mean by making it. a situation. Like if this is what women do. We put the fairy tale plans in it. We go, in the perfect know, world, a guy like comes it. and does <laughs> Yes, but why do you like it? And the thing is it was we... fucking fed to me as a child and now <laughs> exactly. I don't know where yeah. I stand with it. I'm yeah. very exactly. open about being so confused by it, but I can't help but going back to it all the time. And I guess but in some ways. challenge it. And you know why it's still, oh. why we hold on to this? Because there's so many women 
It's about validation. And this Chrissy, is you what can I see me. So, sorry to interrupt, but Chrissy can see me and I can't see her. I can week. see Stacey. So I'm like, and she's just losing her fucking shit. Her hands are in her hair and she's just like, no, Nikki, I want it to be this particular way. But this whole. Almost like a hissy fit, but I can't is. see Christy laughing back so at me. So I am, so, I am so like confronting. Kissing myself as you're talking, just watching her just be so upset at this news. But, you know, like the whole, okay, you know, they're playing hard to get. Let's be a bit coy. Let's not let's not um, show all of our cards at once and, and keep a few close so to our chest in the mix? very beginning. Yeah. yeah, so how do you how do you put out that message without you know and, and show him that you're keen without being like Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, mate, I am the modern woman. This is how it's going to happen. Okay, a few things. If you've already met the guy... And so you've been texting and talking. I think you've got to make sure that your interaction with them and your messages are friendly. Um, don't be scared to pick up the phone. So we, we're a habit of texting Whoa. and I've got a situation at the moment. It's a texting conversation. I once then just like, oh, I can't do it. Picked up the phone and had a conversation with the guy and the guy was like, oh my God, that's so great that you called. I'm like, that's it like that's all I had to do mm. but then you have to balance it with not being you know too over top so I think if you go through your messages and you're sending more messages and bigger messages than him it should be 50 50 even split so don't yeah. get into that person I do all that- of that like I make sure that I'm really open like do you know what I mean and make sure that I write back and I'm not really a precious one with oh I'll wait a day or any mm. of that bullshit mm. yeah um, okay, so well, I make sure step, that it's quite keen, like I've got well. open yeah. open energy. I make sure that that's keen and I make sure I'm lovely and kind of welcoming. Well, it's that's so, just how you are. I but. think it's so easy. It's so easy for, for especially, you know, this is, I don't know whether it's just for guys, but for girls as well, When with text messages now, like it's easy now, you know, like. But that's why picking up the phone to him, like say if it's a text conversation. It says a and lot. And you pick up yeah. the phone, it's, it's a gesture that mm. makes a lot of meaning. Now, the next thing, which I know is going to challenge your fairy tale oh, thing in your head, <laughs> don't be scared. If you feel like it's just conversations, but we would have a good gut instinct. We know that are not going anywhere. Like, back, I know now, what you're I'm talking about the other side. If, you, uh-huh. if you're texting and the conversation's really good, but you haven't, you know, like you've spoken about catching up, it's not quite there. Don't be scared to say, hey, let's catch up for a drink soon. That's not inviting him out on a date. That's putting in the put it out there. Oh, you want to put it okay. out there. Yeah. Okay. Hang on, Stace. Would you not do that? Like, if you had started seeing a guy, there was a friendly conversation. You guys were texting back and forth, pretty much even Stevens. Would you feel 
not intimidated, but you wouldn't feel as as if you wanted to make no, that first I, invitation. I'm a stubborn bitch when it comes to this stuff there you because go. I was in an eight year rela- I was in an eight year relationship and felt like I had to do everything. Mm. So now I've gone the opposite, like where this I'm is not too about extreme. Doing everything exactly, this is, this is exactly. But I'm trying thing. to I'm trying to explain why I make the decisions I do, and I'm catching myself, and I have awareness, and this is probably going to help me after this actually to mm. bring me up again. Oh wait, I'm going to see these guys. Bless you. Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, but. The idea behind it is that I kind of have always, oh, it's really deep seated actually, but I, I made the first move on that long-term relationship. And so I kind of (laughs) feel like in the back of my head, I'm often like, nah, fuck it. That it can come from somewhere else. So that's not right. I know that. I know that. Can I ask, do either of you, do either of you chicks, do you find the playing hard to get thing sexy or attractive? Because I, no. I personally don't. I, don't. I like a bit of to and fro, and no, and I think it it's turns me off. It's fun to be a bit coy Who's and a bit playing cheeky. Hard to get the girl or the guy? Well, or both. both. Like if a guy's, you know, like girls probably do the playing hard to get better than than guys do, based on all the stuff we've just been talking about. But but I think sometimes guys are just not dumb, but they just don't get it. Like they just don't get the the sexiness or the cheekiness of I the suppose. of the playing hard to get. It's I think sometimes they're more black and white and it's as if I don't know you can't read beyond that I know what you mean but I think I also have I I don't think it's just that for the reason that I've also held back a bit I am in a a decision where I have made such a conscious effort to I don't know up until this point I've I've kind of been flirting with the idea and jumped on tinder a a few times over the past couple of weeks and 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 open to dating a little bit more but in terms of how to attract a long-term relationship I guess I also looked at that as a little way to filter that if there are going to be dudes that ask me out, they're going to be men and they're going to be the kind of guys that I guess I do want to be with. Does that make sense? So it is. All- it does because I agree with you on that. Yeah, That's what I'm attracted to is somebody yeah, who can go out I kind there of feel like they will. Yeah. yeah, and they will push down are. the barrier. Yeah, and they'll push down that barrier. And if it means I need to wait a few extra years then I kind of was very, I am very comfortable with that. Having said that, I do think there's different rules for when you're like me now where I've moved back to a city and I'm kind of thinking, all right, I need to open that part of my life up a little Mm. bit, even if it is dating and maybe having some sex and just having a good time, maybe not even having sex because we all know how I'd cope with that. Mm. It's not very well. Mm. But I mean, just dating at least or just flirting a little bit, Mm. even if it is just conversation and knowing that it doesn't have to end up in the one. Yeah. Um, so I but think this is practice dating. This is what you need to do. And this is what I encourage all women to do is sometimes when you're in a bit of a dating rut, you're in a bit of a, you know, challenging all these ideas and, you know, dealing with the past. Sometimes you've just got to go out there and date and jump on Tinder and say yes to guys. Hang on. Stace, did you do that? Like pretty much after that, after that long-term relationship breakup, did yeah. you have, have you had that moment where you were just a bit free and fuck it and oh my God, it's just a bit yeah. of fun? I had a so, heap of casual sex for the first kind of year, year and a half. But maybe that's why. But because dating, not casual yeah. sex. I think that it's too Well, I'm not interested in, in that now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, do you mean Chrissy? Sorry, sorry. I just mean a bit of fun, the casual dating, the casual dating, the bit of flirting, and 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 maybe that's why. Maybe I don't know. Well, that's where I am at now, and that's why. And it was hilarious because if you listen to our podcast every week, it was only a month ago that I said I would never hop back on Tinder. Can I do a Stacey June chart right now? (laughs) Oh no! In a long-term relationship. Straight up the top of the scale, casual sex, and then straight down the bottom where it was nothing. So is that mm. kind of how it's gone? Like kind of closed off and it closed off that valve until it's like, no, I'm actually waiting for Mr. Right. And if it's if it's kind of not going anywhere, I can't be fucked. Well, it was that. And also I lived in places that I didn't really want to date people in. So yeah. it was that plus I went Korea first for a bit and I needed to just have some time for me. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's essentially what it was. I wasn't, I wasn't laying there at night thinking, fuck, I really want to meet someone. It just wasn't on my radar. Mm. Um, so a bit of that. So I kind of just went in. I was with someone for such a long time. I really just was happy to be mm. by myself for a bit and figure out maybe what it is that would get me excited or maybe what it is that I would like to flirt with. And now I come back and I've things are happening with work and, you know, I'm in a little bit more of a, a place that I'd like to be personally. So I feel like the dating thing might be fun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready, but fuck how full on is that? That's like three and a half years. It's mm-hmm. taken me to get to this place. It, but it takes a long time, I think, to mm. challenge and to work things out. And remember, there is no subject called dating. We were never taught how to do it. No. So yeah. it is one I of wish we lived in America. Do they have dating classes? Well, they just date better. Oh. Like we don't, it's oh. like for us, it's like have have sex or be in a relationship. Yeah. There's nothing in between in Australia. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no flirting with the idea of going for a drink and just, I guess, talking to different people, figuring things out. Like it all has to end in sex, like on the dance floor mm. or you're marrying someone. Like it, it's, it, there isn't really much in between here. Mm. But it's, it's different in every different country, right? And I do think we were a little bit more casual here we're suffering from this whole you know lack of approach and lack of I think certainty is the word we're probably looking for Mm. but then in America because I date a lot over there and I have a lot of fun over there and it's a great country to do that but then everyone I've ever dated is dating like five other people. Ah. So even though there are a lot... Yeah, that's... They're too... They're so open to it. They're too open to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't cope with that either. (laughs) One of the problems for us, and I think this is why, it's not that we're... We have a fear of commitment as such, but we have too many options these days. So it's like, well, why would I settle for this when look at all these other shiny objects out there. Like, Mm. look at all these other stuff Mm. I can play with. You go over to America, bigger population, more choices... Everyone has a problem with settling down, but more so over there because how can you actually decide to settle down with one person? And it can be very difficult difficult to connect with that one person when you are dating five or six others and you still have an active Tinder profile and you're still having casual sex with people. How are you really going to be able to have that intimacy and connection with one person and give it a go when you're so distracted by everything else that's going on in the dating world around yeah. you. So there's so problemos everywhere. Can I just quickly, before we move on, I'm going to drop the J word again, journey. journey. I feel <laughs> as though Stacey June, as you said before, because people that have listened from the very fucking get-go. <laughs> Cue music. All our bitches, they have been on just on a journey. I know. Oh, Can hey. you imagine when I meet someone, everyone will be like, I followed this the Oh, my whole God. Way. And then when you get married, the, the people, 
people that have listened from the day journey. dot will be there. Take it easy. We, we haven't we haven't landed on the whole married thing yet. Oh, uh, like, let's get the gays doing it first, right. and then I'll consider it. All right. Um, let's move on. I want to talk about traveling when you're in a relationship. But here's the part that becomes interesting: you're not traveling with your partner. Now, this is um this is kind of at the forefront of my world and my life at the moment because I've just come back from an overseas holiday. I went oh, yeah. traveling around Europe. It was only a real quick trip, two and a half. Well, it ended up blowing out a bit. In it was end. actually three weeks. Fucking, it was you three kept weeks. telling everybody two and a half weeks because you obviously felt bad about taking time You know why? <laughs> but it was, it was three weeks, because... Christy, and you kept saying two and a half, and I'm like, you're fucking gone for three weeks, Because mate. I kept I kept saying to work, oh, yeah, well, at work it started as a fortnight. It started <laughs> as two weeks, and I'm like, oh, maybe two and a half. I may as well make the most of it. And then in the end it was, yeah, like one day shy of three weeks. So I did like a bit of a whirlwind with my sister Ash, my younger sister Ash. We travelled through Italy together and then I stopped in and saw a couple of my besties who've been living in London for the last couple of years. The interesting thing about going over with my sister is that she's in a long-term relationship and has been for the last couple of years. And whenever people ask her or even ask me when I tell them about, you know, why I went over there, oh, yeah, my sister's travelling around on her own. Uh, Oh, yeah, she'll be having a lot of fun. She's single. She's doing the Kentucky thing. And I'm always like, oh, no, no, no. She'll be having a lot of fun and she'll be doing the Kentucky thing. But she's actually in a relationship. And it's interesting people's reactions. And it's usually all the same. It's that, oh, okay. That question of, are they okay? Is everything all right with them? Yeah. You know, are they ta- are they needing to take a break from their relationship so she can go overseas and, and really get that real experience of fucking randoms and coming mm. back home to a partner? Mm. And Ash really struggled with this because she had a lot of her mates questioning her motives almost for going over and, and feeling as though she wanted to do it and needed to do it. And look, bottom line was her boyfriend wasn't really in a position to go over with her. And he went over and did the same thing when she wasn't in a position to about a year ago. He went over on his own for four months. So I don't know whether it's like a tit for tat thing, but I think subliminally it is a little bit for her where she's like, oh, you went over and you went over on your own. So I'm going to kind of do the same. Well, it's better than sitting back and complaining about it. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's the healthiest option, but I don't think it's unhealthy either. Mm -hmm. Like in the end, she got a trip with her sister and is going to learn ridiculous amounts. If it drove her as a little bit of a pusher, Ah, fuck it. Mm. I think it's important. Like I reckon the relationships, and I've said this uh, before, the relationships that I've watched that are the most successful uh, and that have lasted the distance are ones that very early through their 20s had their own lives mm. and, and didn't have it all at once. Like so my bestie who I, we all know is married um, and I hang out with them a lot, she moved away for work. Um, another friend of mine that got married recently or a few years ago, they didn't buy a house until way later. So in their 20s they kind of always had their mm. own places and, and did their own thing. Um, I think that is if you are going to meet someone earlier in life, that is the way that it will last. So, and, and that's what I, I kept, that's important. That's what I kept saying to Ashley because she's very much, she's a nurse and naturally in um, her makeup, she's a giver, like mm. within her relationship, you know, always, a, she's a pleaser. She's always trying to please everybody and do the right thing and, you know, be the daughter of the year and do everything for her partner and all this. So 
I, I, it's amazing because when I left her, she was a bit sad that she was like, I'm going to be on my own. And, you know, I, I don't know whether I'm confident enough to meet other people. And I was like, this is actually going to be right now at this point in oh, your life. Oh, gave me goosebumps. Truly, it is going to be. And I got a bit emotional when, when we left because I was like, this is actually going to be the best thing. Yeah. Like the actual best thing for it you It won't right all now. be easy. but it's, it, It'll it, be it, fucking yeah. hard at points. Yeah, yeah. No but doubt. Self-growth. Self-growth, sorry. And you need that in a relationship. And this is where I think it really comes down to breaking down the boundaries of what we've been taught as normal in a relationship because you don't have to be with your partner all the time. You can travel on your own. You can sleep in different bedrooms if that works for you. But yeah. I think one of the mistakes people do when they are in relationships when they're young and and I was there and I, I hated going traveling without my partner because maybe I wasn't as secure in the relationship. But we kind of brought up that you're with them the whole time and you do the European vacation together. But I think there's something really powerful in still having your own lives because you're also able to bring something back into the relationship. Mm. And, and she'll be and able to come home. Yeah, sorry, Nikki, go. No, so she'll be able to come home and share all these things with him and all these experiences and it will make the relationship more interesting than if they were just surviving winter together and maybe getting stuck in a bit of a yeah. rut and doing the same things day in and day out. How great that she can come home and go, oh, my God, this is all the stuff that I did and be able to have that experience with him. Mm. And it's only one part because they've travelled yeah. together before. Oh, they have, you know and I mean? they will so again. The thing. Like yeah. it's, it's one, I think everybody looks at it and judges like traditional little snitchy fucking insecure people in their own right. And girls are like that. Like this is the way a relationship should look. And they're not, they're not, they're not fading out. Girls are like this in our generation. Yeah. Girls are like this in younger generations. <laughs> they're just going to follow the pack and, and that's going to mean that that's the way to do it. It's bullshit. And, and, that, and that is only one part because they have done travel together before too and no one's looking at that. But you as know what a, I mean? So yeah. it's bizarre. But as I did say to Ash, and, and I think this is really true, I have seen... I have seen relationships really close to me, um, really close friends that have been together really young and have been together for a really long time, you know, seven, eight years. And and towards the end, and they're no longer together now because there was always this unrest. There was this, almost this compromise, I think, that both of them felt as though they had to make mm. where they couldn't have both they yeah. couldn't they couldn't be happy and be high school sweethearts and be together their entire life and be each other's first and all that but then also there was also this longing for uh, you know that that party scene that being free and being young and being a bit carefree where and they're independent I don't you need I, I, and as I said to Ash I don't think you need to choose I truly don't think it has to be either well, way I think it I think it depends on the person too I was, as we know, was in a long-term relationship in my 20s. I don't think I had, at that time, and I don't even know if I would now, have the capacity to be in a relationship that is super independent all the time. And I know that sounds ridiculous coming from one of the most independent people, but I'm a, I'm a real, I'm a Cancerian and I'm a real, you know, once I'm in, I'm in a bit. So it was hard for me to learn all the lessons I needed to learn in a relationship. Mm. So as much as I think you can have both, I think there are also some people that 
have to learn them being single. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So I think there are lots of girls that, are, you know, essentially were with relationships. But sometimes I've had really bad days over the years where I've gone, why did their theirs work? Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't mine? And I've gone, because I'm not the same as them. Yeah. I am, I had to learn these lessons being on my own. Mm-hmm. And and that's just a reality of, of who I am. And I, I think I'll be much more independent in my next relationship, but I don't know if I still will be the same kind of person I am single. And mm. I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I think it is a reality. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I am of, of the thinking that, yeah, I think she's the type of person, he's the type of person within, within their relationship that it's only actually going to do wonders for them. Because mm. I think, you know, it's actually, it's my sister's massive strength. And I've seen this in, a, you know, not just her, but I see this girl in a lot of other girls that, you know, that, that I'm close with or within my family and my friends. Her biggest strength is that she cares so much. But I also think sometimes that that can be a big downfall as well because there, there comes this time at the end of it when you're, when you're pissed off and you're feeling angry that you haven't had, I don't know, you, you haven't had a chance to do what you want to do. Yeah, and then you, you passively, it comes out in other yeah, ways. You take yeah, that, yeah, you take that out and you're... I see uh, that in Ash Yeah, we, we, within, <laughs> within other relationships. So, and, 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 you know, that relying on each other so heavily, I think this will only be really, really good for them to, I don't know, just have that, okay, well, you can do your own thing for a bit. Of course, those shared experiences are the best and that's the ultimate. But, you know, if, if the timing isn't right, then I think if you can have a partner partner that's supportive of that but then would also next time love to jump on board and go together then even better and and I don't even think it's the ultimate I just think it's so different you know what you learn and the experiences are just they're not even you can't compare them you Mm. know what she's going to learn from being on her own or having that time with you compared to a trip with a boyfriend it's just so different Mm. like and it's so in so enriching and amazing that we're in this place that she's doing that and so mm. many chicks doing that mm. it's the fucking best mm. I feel proud of her yeah she's not even my sister <laughs> so do I had a little bit mm. of a teary before what just when you were talking <laughs> about it I think when I was thinking about it yeah, yeah I got goosebumps yeah. too yeah it's really good so yeah. special so fucking good Nikki G Goldie you're still there mate <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still I'm still taking in everything that you guys are saying and <laughs> I agree completely because I was in the same situation as you. I was in a long-term relationship in my 20s and I look back and I go, I didn't have the independence. I lived with him. I wish sometimes I would have, you know, got my own place when I moved to Sydney, maybe instead of mm-hmm. moving in with him and feeling like I was a child bride. But I had to be single and have all the experiences to grow as a person and to experience yeah. what I want. But, you know, maybe if things were different and I knew I could have my independence and still be in that relationship, it may have worked, but it wasn't the type of relationship where I think he would have allowed me to have independence. And that's what we need to be teaching to younger women before they start getting into these you know, longer-term relationships in their 20s is it's, it's okay to be you and to have the space to be you and stand on your own two feet and still love someone else and still be with them but for women, we are, we're fluid and our sexuality is fluid. And especially, I think, through your 20s, things change. Men are a little bit different. So if you find somebody that you love, that's great. But still have the space to grow as a person, as a human being, because you don't want to get to that point where you've been married and you've had kids. And then you wake up one day and go, mm. oh, crap, I've been, you know, like these things I've got to experience and I've got to get out there and 
you have to sacrifice your relationship for that mm. period of experimentation. And I think you've got to, and I think you've got to push yourself when you're in it because I yeah. think everybody wants to be hugging their boyfriend on the couch when they're happy. Fuck, mm. that's that's. I mean, that's the bloody dream. But and it feels so comfortable at the time. But there'll be thoughts and times where you know someone, one of you, will go away, and you kind of it doesn't feel comfortable at the start because of course you want to be with your loved one. Mm. But if you push through that. Then you can't. What's on the other side is actually so fucking rewarding and yeah. so amazing. So if you are in a long term relationship now and you are a bit nervous about maybe going on a trip on your own, or or you kind of think, oh, I can only afford one trip this year. Should I go with my mate or should I go on my mm. own? Versus should I go with my boyfriend? Maybe push through if you think it's a long term thing and do something mm. on your own or do something with your girlfriend. Because even though I know that loved up feeling makes you feel super comfortable and secure you've got to keep growing outside of it. Mm. And and it is really, and from somebody that's learnt and I know, and I'm getting emo thinking about if I if only someone had have, could have told me to maybe push myself, maybe I could have, uh, you know, and I would have pushed through that uncomfortableness of being apart from them. And, mm. and there are, as you said, Nikki, so many different reasons as to why you don't. You know, you obviously weren't secure in your relationship. Yep. You weren't secure in yourself. There's no right or wrong. No one, you know, you can't help where you are. But if you are at a point where you're questioning it and you're thinking maybe I might go on a trip or maybe I'll do something that will make me feel a little bit uncomfy because I'd, I'd feel more comfier with him or with her, whatever, whichever bat you, whichever team you bat for, um, push yourself and maybe do the uncomfy one. Because I think in a relationship, you get really used to doing the comfy mm. choice. And prop- uncomfortable is how we grow. Yeah. Like, like, you know, we're living in a society of quick fixes and everyone's so scared about being uncomfortable, especially in our relationships. But that is how you grow as a person. That is sometimes how you can show intimacy in a relationship. When you're uncomfortable, you've got to have those, you know, situations that you've got to get through. You've got to communicate that's how you go to the next level. So if you want to stay stuck in a rut, stay stuck in a rut. But in order to really progress as a couple, sometimes you will have to do things that you'll need to work out. Or you, it might be a bit uncomfortable or there might be some challenges ahead. Yeah, and, and going in the right direction. And speaking of uncomfortable, it's also for the person at home too. Like, and props to to partners, whether it's guys or girls, that can support their other halves. Going, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm not able to get time off work, but I think it's a really good idea that you go with your sister, or you go with your yeah. mates, or you go on your own and and you know meet up with a friend that's yeah, living and that over goes, there. That goes exactly the same because way of you supporting yeah, him or that's, her too. That's trust. You know, the other way. It's yeah. both ways, and it is sometimes uncomfortable. You go, I wonder what they're doing. I hope they're missing me as much as I am because you're doing your same shit every day and they're not there. But, yeah, it is totally a two-way street. Um, yeah, it is. And this has been a fucking fun episode, but we've got to wrap it. We've got to wrap, 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 it wrap. It's been a very deep one this time. I feel like we've, we've really got into the nitty-gritty of what it means to be a modern woman and what it means to be in a modern relationship. Oh, well, thank you for that bloody rap, Nikki, Dr. Nikki Goldie G. <laughs> I feel like that's a great summary. Oh. If you do want to find more more from Mr. Goldie um, over here, you can follow her on Instagram at Dr. Underscore Nikki G. She's also on Facebook and Twitter, 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 Twitter. But uh, as we've said, all information on her amazing book, which um, we will both absolutely just demolish through as soon as we get our hands on it. Single But Dating is out September 1st. You can buy it in bookstores or you can buy it online and all of our links will be on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Thinker Girls. Yay. Thanks, Yay. Nikki. It's so bloody Yay. good to have you back. Oh, we can't wait to get the book. 
Yeah, well, I'm, re- I'm going to be really, really looking forward to hearing your opinions on it since you have been on the J word yeah. journey. <laughs> yeah, I know. There Nikki and again. I. Well, actually, I'm going to read it. Nikki and I are going to do a little project and a few little videos on it. Oh, uh, yeah. being her, being Definitely. her kind of target. Oh my god, so, you can oh, be wait. my experiment. You can be like yeah. the, the single pretending guinea pig, and I like. Yeah, I think guinea pig has the same face as me. <laughs> oh, stop. Joking. What happened? I was joking. What happened to the self-love? Oh, I was joking. Oh, it was 20 minutes ago. She's forgotten. I was joking. I don't oh. have facial hair like that. Oh. <laughs> Just the roundness. Stop. And, and I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. If you do want to head uh, to iTunes and listen to any more of our shows, please do. We'd love you to have a listen. Uh, you can find us, Thinker Girl, the podcast on iTunes or stream us online, podcast.thinkergirl.com.au. Um, we've got a bit of a favour to ask. Leave a rating this week or uh, a little bit of a comment. We'd love uh, to hear what you think and um, and get get the word out there as much as we can. We always appreciate your feedback. And until next week, bye, Nikki. Bye. 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 Coming up next week on Think A Girl, the podcast. We catch up with Rosie Rees, who is a yoga instructor. But hang on a second. She's not just any yoga instructor. She's a nude yoga instructor about to kick off a full-blown Australian tour, taking nude yoga around the country. We chucked up a photo of the nude yoga that Rosie does on our Facey page a couple of weeks back, and people went bananas for it, so we can't wait. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirltv on Twitter. Psst, hey you, you're looking for some more? Well, clearly they're sticking around for something. <laughs> well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What do we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Thinker Girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some live shows of this podcast we've got. <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got... stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there. YouTube.com forward slash the finger girls. <laughs> Can we start whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> <laughs>